dance. Doing the happy dance. <laughs> All right. What's going on, everybody? Special Wednesday edition of Thursday Night Destruction because I'm a busy guy all of a sudden and I don't have time to do anything. So this is my chance to get on the air and haven't done it in a couple weeks, took a couple weeks off. Uh, I told everybody it was going to be spot shows here and there uh, just because of, you know, had to get focused on other things that were coming up. And so, yeah, so here I am on a Wednesday afternoon, four o'clock. Um, I played a little bit of the World Gone Wild at the end of the intro there. That was a homage to my boys, uh, Damian Gibbs, Chris Payne, Anthony Bowens, and Matt McIntosh that have recently, if you saw it, uh, were Rosebuds <laughs> on Monday Night Raw. They got their asses kicked by Kane on uh, SmackDown of that week. I'm very proud of these guys. I, I know a lot of people give a lot of crap about being Rosebuds and how it's just like a couple guys dancing around and not so much of a big role, but in reality, they're on TV. Their faces are out there. Their physiques are out there. You know, their their characters are somewhat out there. I got to see Gibbs in his element. You know, like he got he tried to cower out to Kane. Kane gave him a shot. Sold the hell out of it. Good job, kid. Speaking of Damian Gibbs, he's actually uh just reigning in as a uh hundred match guy. I uh, just uh completed his one hundredth pro wrestling match. While I sit stale at 25, and again, my last match being against Hacksaw Jim Duggan back in March of uh, this year, March 22nd. I just did a little uh, Transformation Tuesday picture on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram. I always, I never know what my Instagram thing is. I, I shit, I really don't know. What is it? It is Dave Destruction. Oh, <laughs> well, that's creative. It's uh, D-A-V-E-D-S-T-R-U-C-T-I-O-N. Follow me on Instagram and like all my pictures and boost my ego and all that shit. Um, I usually follow back unless you're a creep. So that's that. So many questions just surfaced out of nowhere uh, between my friend Lenny and my friend Rich on my Facebook page trying to, uh, you know, give me some material. I have plenty of material. I got plenty of notes, but there are just massive questions and debates going on right now. Um, wow, Kevin Keenan, nine more Thursdays until Christmas. I mean, that's that's scary. But this year will be a little different than last year. Um, for anybody who's personal with me knows that I'll be probably spending a little bit more time with my dad and my stepmom. Uh, moving home, folks, to try to save some money for some kind of event going down next year. It has to do with like vows and I do's and forevers and God help me doomsday is upon us <laughs> so um that's next year saving money for that so i'll be back back in my old stomping grounds and uh yeah so that's that so got the roommate painting the bathroom today i'm sure he's uh, gonna enjoy that and he tells me to shut the fuck up and that's always nice so he's gonna be doing that i thought honestly i'd be here sitting talking to myself and i obviously always am but um yeah, he walked in like two minutes before I started recording, and I told him great timing and uh, started quoting some movies like we always do, like Ranch Wilder of uh, <laughs> Angels in the Outfield because he saw me with a headset on. And he said, I'm Ranch Wilder. So that's that. But anyway, yeah, going forward, we'll plug a couple things first before I start going on my little rants and tangents. And obviously the phone lines are open, even though it's 4 o'clock, and some people, you know, not very uh, – 
prone to this time slot, which I don't, it doesn't matter. It seems to me that most of the successful podcasts are done, recorded, edited, done all their shit and whatever they have to do. And it's put online later on. So, you know, the live calling thing, that's fun for me. I get to interact with people um, while doing this, if I don't have a lot of notes, you know what I mean? Like, so if I have nothing to talk about, then obviously it's a lot better for me to, to uh, talk to the fans or talk to my friends or whatever the case may be. But today, four o'clock again, people are either still working their normal nine to fives or, or not, whatever, whatever you guys do for a living. That's great. Um, kudos to you because this guy is now finally employed after all the months of sitting on my ass and searching for things to pop up and you know, potentially bouncing back at big shots and getting another warehouse job. I was just, you know, I was, I hit a roadblock where I said, you know what, maybe it's time since I'm on my ass a lot, you know, while I was in my early stages of recovery, I said, why don't I just try to boost the resume a little bit, start my own little podcast, see if I can get some buzz going around while I'm hurt. And, uh, Lo and behold, I am now an employee of Sirius Satellite Radio in the sports department. And uh, it's been pretty cool. I'll get into that in a little bit. But plugging things, of course, we are now, what is it? It's a Friday show, Wednesday, seven, nine days away from PWS 1031. It's going to be great. It's stacked Harlem Heat, um, Diamond Dallas Page. The title's on the line with the Monster Abyss versus our champion, Mario Bacara. Uh, or Bokara, or however you want to pronounce it. Kevin Matthews has supposedly selected his partner. Please stop asking if it's me, because it's just it, it kind of annoys him, and it annoys me as well, because I'm not ready yet, man. And even if I was, what kind of partner do I make? I mean, yeah, I have confidence in myself and my own abilities, but he's got so many friends. Why would he choose me? If he, cho if he wanted me to be his partner, he would have never got rid of me at a reality check a year ago. <laughs> So he's my good friend and my still my mentor, but no, I'm not his partner. So stop asking me um, who his partner is. I couldn't even tell you. Usually I, I have the inner and, you know, and be on the inside and know all these things. But this is a pretty good kept secret. I have my guesses. I got guys that, you know, I would assume would make good partners. But somebody, I, you know, Kevin puts out these little feelers on Facebook and, and you're like, who should be my partner? And some of you people are just. Delusion isn't the word. I'm, I'm looking for more. I just out of your mind, just think you guys are trying to convince everybody that Zack Ryder, who is employed with World Wrestling Entertainment, is going to come to PWS and 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 actually be his partner. That doesn't make any sense. So whatever, you know. So I mean, you guys are please stop guessing. Just wait. He selected his partner. It's gonna happen. 1031. Also in action, obviously, reality check. Uh, the other guys, Craven Varro, Devin Moore, tornado tag team match against the bodies. So that should be fun. The bodies with their newfound representation. Uh, a former good friend. I don't know if he's a good friend anymore. He's a bad guy now. He's a heel in shining Edward Jackson. I've heard that name before. I just can't come up. I can't put my finger on where I've heard it before. But yeah, Falaba and the bodies have new rep, uh, representation. A lot better than what they've had in the past, um, which I obviously won't get into because nobody cares about that kid anymore. So anyway, yeah, 1031. After that, we have November 22nd, which I believe is the Saturday before Thanksgiving. So start your holiday off, holiday season off with us at Pro Wrestling Syndicate, Rawway Rec Center, which is where all of our stuff is. 
Um, all of our events now that are building our home base is back full swing of things. The, you know, the GoFundMe thing is over $9,000 right now. And believe me when I tell you, it is really helping. Um, new sound system, new lights, new floor pads, new ring canvas coming out uh, soon. Um, there's just so much stuff that's being improved on the display of Pro Wrestling Syndicate, making it more of a sexy feel you know what i mean like it's it's good for the networks that that we're trying to get on you know like there's a lot of a lot of cool things going on and it's because of you guys your help and your support so make sure you keep doing that uh you can check out pro wrestling syndicate.com for more information on that uh definitely do that uh let's see here yeah so after that is december 20th which um right away they've announced I believe I don't want to let the cat out of the bag if they haven't. AJ Styles, I think, is in the uh, is in the building on twelve twenty eleven twenty two. Mick Foley. I know he's made his rounds of other companies, and uh, hopefully he'll play ball with us as much as he played ball with a couple other people. Um, getting involved and in, it, it's it seems to me that PWS has booked the right guys as far as um, people that love to be there. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Kai. That guy, if, if given the opportunity, he would have wrote the whole entire show. <laughs> he loved being there. He loved playing ball with us and and loved, you know, being a part of such a big and an excellent show um, that was stacked from top to bottom. Um, Booker T, when I met him personally, you know, the guy is just, he's awesome. And now, you know, he's booking the new, uh, I think it's ROW, Reality of Wrestling or Reality of Wrestlers or whatever. His promotion out in Texas now hosts the bodies as their tag team champion. So, like, it's really good give and take, and it's good publicity for everybody. Uh, Booker T was there. We got uh, RVD was there last month, and he was great. He did his own little in-ring segment. Came out to Pantera's walk, which was – I'm sitting ringside as a special, I guess, what, timekeeper with, uh, with uh, Sarah, uh, one of the PWS upcoming girls on the roster. We were doing that, and when he came out to Pantera, that shit was out of control. It was awesome. So good to see him. So Foley's there. Uh, again, this uh, nine days away from Diamond Dallas Page being around again. Last time he was there, he was delivering diamond cutters left and right. So you really you can't miss this. And for Christ's sakes, Cody, uh, Sasha, Sasha Mitchell from Step by Step will be in the house hosting a, uh, well, whatchamacall, a costume contest. So that's cool. I will not be wearing a costume. I will be wearing the famous Destruction Black shirt <laughs> that I've been wearing. Um, and who knows? Maybe I'll be out there as well uh, with the rest of the guys as they go into battle. So that's the PWS plugs. I'm hoping for a great turnout. I mean, come on. It's it's kind of clockwork at this point where we put on a show, the people go. That's just the way it is. So um, other podcast to plug, my boys at the Shining Wizards. I was talking to Kevin, Shining Wizards Kevin, last night real late because uh, I can't sleep as of late. So I'm going to definitely start taking a sleeping pill. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the excitement of everything going on right now. And maybe I'm just worked up because every day I've, I've – in my head, I have my comeback mapped out. There's 17 different directions who am I going to go get? Who am I going to beat up? Who's going to beat me up? Who's going to push me over the edge? I have no idea. And I can't tell you that because I'm not the guy. I can't. I don't book myself. You know, I have to get back to training. I got to get back in the ring. I hit the ropes the other day, which I posted a video of me just kind of walking real slow, um, hitting the ropes. But, you know, it's, 
it's not easy. I'm telling you right now, like my knee is, is getting there and it's better. And yesterday I jumped rope at the gym. Today I did legs. I am leg pressing 300 now, which I know is not a lot for people, but for me coming back from ACL reconstruction, I think I'm on my way. So I guess we'll see what happens as the time gets closer. Um, can't wait to get back to training, going there tonight. Uh, to film more Monday Night Mayhem. I hope you guys are liking that because I'm loving every second of it. Uh, it's been really fun. It's a, it's a good chance to get on camera. It's a good chance for people to see my mug. And uh, it's it's been fun. So I, I can't complain. I'm with David Adams and Eric Paleska is the producer and behind the scenes guy giving us direction on where to go and how to, you know, who to cover and what, you know, it's, it's like being a host of a real show. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. And the editing is fantastic you know, from our, our friends at Shining Wizards. So it's like, it's really, it's a cool collaboration of everything. Um, so yeah, going down to the training center tonight to see the fellas and the ladies and, and all the uh, people involved with Pro Wrestling Syndicate. So that be that. Yeah, so go check out the Shining Wizards Network, all their podcasts. I've not listened to their one yet from yesterday that they recorded with Gibbs. Do that later, probably tomorrow on my commute into the city. Do that. Go check out Two and a Half Wrestlers. Obviously, they're on the Pro Wrestling. I'm sorry, they're on the Shining Wizards Network as well. Um, go check out that because I just listened to. It. I got about 20 minutes to go. I'll probably listen to the rest on the way down to Rawway. But it's a one-on-one -on -one shoot interview with the Wizard. And if you don't know who the Wizard is, definitely go check that out, and you'll learn all about his crazy, wacky fetishes and his unique brand of being a person. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. But um, and also obviously go check out every single podcast on the Pro Wrestling Powerhouse Network. Go check out JP Mayer's stuff on the Nerdport. Um, I don't have a link for that, but I'm sure he does. Go go add him on Facebook. Try to convince him to come to PWS 1031. He's giving him a song and dance about how he's not going. Like, come on, no, stop it. You're going, JP. Enough is enough. You're like, uh, come on. Like you not going is like the wizard not liking full Nelsons. Come on, man. It's kind of kind of easy so oh well it looks like my boy tj just caught up on a on a show a previous show um of the moff and bonesaw interview that that was if you guys remember which and <laughs> some of these some of these questions that these guys are coming in with i mean they're all my friends and stuff and that's great but some of them are just <laughs> out of nowhere i have uh my friend chad Asking me which NHL team has the best black hockey player? <laughs> oh well, the Rangers have a, a black guy now, so that's the best black hockey player. For Christ's sakes, they had a black dude doing the uh, pregame, and I looked at Steph yesterday. I was like, "What's wrong with this picture right here?" I mean, it's it's funny, it's great, but sure, sure as shit, I'm sure they'll take over, just like they take over every other freaking sport. But um, it's good for them, you know. It's why not. So, yeah, tonight, Mayhem. Go check out all the podcasts on all the networks. I've been a podcast whore lately. I've, I've definitely checked them out. It helps the commute onto the city. I take the train for, like, 55 minutes, and then I take the uh, – I walk for another, I guess, 20. So that's, like, an hour and a half of podcasting I could do to and from work. So I've been catching up on, obviously, the Shining Wizards and my boys, Two and a Half Wrestlers. But on the other, like, uh, on the, uh, the podcast one – it's Stone Cold. It's Jericho. It's uh, I've been listening to those guys, and I just listened to you know I wanted to get around to because Bowens had posted it, 
but uh, he posted to listen to Stone Cold's podcast where he goes pretty much you hit play on the WrestleMania 15 match with The Rock, and he like kind of talks you through an exact like exactly what's happening. Um, so I'm gonna definitely do that. Maybe I'll even do that tomorrow. But uh, his podcast with Paul Heyman was amazing. Jericho's podcast just with Justin Roberts and The Miz, and I hate The Miz. I'm not a big Miz guy, but his podcast it was pretty fun. So, ooh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, so I've been catching up on all my podcasts on to and from work. And uh, so I'll, you know what? I'll skip around. I was going to talk about work later, but since I'm in the, on the topic, Sirius XM Radio, New York City, the big time. I really, I can't be more blessed and, and appreciative of everything these guys have done from bringing me in studio on a busted open radio show with on Sirius with Dave LaGreca. Um, he was my teacher in uh, broadcasting school. So we had this relationship. I reached out to him. He brought me in one day just to kind of sit in on a show, gave me a bunch of plugs. I gained like 100 new followers on Twitter. It was great. And uh, so that was that was fun. And and then sure enough, I said, listen, you know, I'm looking for work. Here's my resume. And I was able to, to add, you know, that I'm a writer for Vicissitude uh, and I'm a podcaster now and, and I'm doing more things in the media and I'm a host on a, on a YouTube show that's getting 500 to 1,000 views a day. So people know who I am all of a sudden, not so much on a wrestling front. I mean, in pro wrestling, yes, but not in the ring. So I boosted up the resume. I said, you know, anything could help. And lo and behold, you know, I got a call for an interview, which lasted all of 10 minutes, 15 minutes, which I thought was going to be this big ordeal. And it was, uh, here's the job we have for you. It wasn't even like, okay, like, are you good enough? They had something for me. The sports department uh, being during live play-by-play games. So in reality, if so facto, I'm getting paid to watch sports. And you really can't get it much better than that. Um, obviously, there's a lot of stuff to do like during the sports game. But in like when you break it down, it's I'm, being, I'm watching sports and, and getting paid for it and, and kind of living the dream. So it's been a long time. I've graduated high school in shit. Oh, three. Okay. Graduated high school in oh three. So that was 11 years. Holy mother. 11 years ago. That's a long time. 11 years ago, I graduated high school, went to college for three years. I know a lot of people go to college for four and get bachelors. I went to three to get an associate's at some Middlesex County college. Probably should have took that a little more serious. But I got my associates in journalism, and then I went to broadcasting school. They hooked me up with the New York Giants internship. So I've been chomping at the bit, but that was a lot when it first when I first started. Um, I first you know first tried to get into the business of of sports and broadcasting and journalism, and I couldn't break in. I couldn't do shit. It was it was difficult. Nobody was hiring. I worked for Enterprise Rent a Car, which is. I will go on record by saying that's the worst job to possibly ever do. Uh, suit and tie every day, which is fine. I like dressing up. It's great. But they, they made me shave the beard, and I looked like I was 10 years old. It was rough. It was like, you could grow a mustache. I'm like, yeah, okay, because I want to look like an 80s porn star. That's perfect. So, um, yeah, so I wasn't happy there. And then from there, I started bouncing at big shots, and then – Bouncing life was fun and it made me feel empowered. But at the same time, I was like, eh, I don't want to do this either. It was times where I was punching guys out and then getting spit on. Oh, that's just not the life. It's it's for some people. And it's not for me. Would I do it now to get some extra cash? Yeah, because I'm twice the size I was back then. So now it's I'm even more confident that I can do it. So, um, yeah, so I was doing that. And then my dad took me under his wing. 
to work in a warehouse with a hat company that he's been working for 35 years. And I'm sitting there like, I don't want to do this shit either. But it was the easiest thing in the world. I was texting all day, Facebooking all day. I wasn't doing anything. I mean, I was working when when the time called for it. And when my dad needed shit done, I was doing it. So, uh, so that's that. But at the same time, again, wasn't what I was doing or what I wanted to do or, or just it was just it wasn't right. Not for me, you know, so. But from that point, I said, you know what, maybe I'm good at running my own warehouse. So I did that. I started running a warehouse in Kenilworth, New Jersey. And that's when the injury happened. And they went off and said, you know what, you're fired, you're toast, blah, blah, blah. I was like, here we go again. Now it's back to the drawing board. But it wasn't that long of a, of a hiatus off of work. I mean, it was putting work in, not getting paid to do anything, but doing the extra stuff for PWS and doing the extra stuff for – uh, for my boy name at, at the magazine. So I was doing all these things, wasn't getting paid for it. So finally I decided let's get back into the swing of things. Let's try to one more time. Let's reach out to the people I know. And then that was it. I started about, I guess, yeah, I did one week in my first day. I, I came across Tara Reed. She's much hotter in person. She's not as shot out as everybody says she is. She's very pretty. I told her I loved her in Sharknado. So I could have went the uh, the American Pie route, but I had to stay relevant. I had to stay current. So I uh, told her that. And that was that in passing. And then I met Takeo Spikes the other day. And he's a former linebacker for the NFL. He had knee issues, so he's not playing. any guy's a monster. I mean, he's still a beast. And uh, that's been my first couple weeks. Oh, you know, first week or, or the, pro- the freaking background check took like two weeks. So I was just – Hoping and hoping and hoping. And then I finally get a call at like 8.30 in the morning from the, the lady at HR. She's like, I hope it ain't winky. I was like, no, I've been up since 7. And I'm <laughs> rubbing the crust out of my eyes like, oh, shit, I hope this is a good call. So going forward, obviously, the foot is in the door. I'm happy about that. Um, but for people who think that, okay, now Dave's got a job and Dave's got this dream job going on, is he going to forget all about wrestling? And that's where all of you people – for anybody who's actually thought about that for like a half a second, like, oh, it's just in-ring stuff done. You're out of your mind. I, I have a lot of stuff to accomplish uh, in the pro wrestling world. And it's funny because I was training the other day at Sirius and I ran into a create a pro student. So that's pretty cool. I mean, and people are, are juggling these things back and forth. I know I have to take it a little bit more serious than the younger people because this is kind of like my last shot. So I don't want to jeopardize it again and get hurt again. But at the same time, man, when you have a love and you for something and you have goals set forth you just want to keep you want to keep at them you don't want to just settle and say okay well i got a job i'm good i'm done you know like that's that's not the case there's so many more things to do uh in in pro wrestling it's not making the wwe i'm not even trying okay like it's wwe is not in my future cards anymore um and don't say like i'm not settling but i personally believe that pws is something that you know, listen, Kevin's in the best shape of his life. Obviously, yeah, he burned a couple bridges with with Bill DeMott and the guys at WWE, but, you know, Pat Buck's still amazing. You know, Bokara, Moff, these guys are all great, but they're not shooting for WWE anymore. They know and they believe in the product that we're all working for right now, and and, and that's what they want to do. They, and so, you know what? Screw it. I'm almost 30. I'll do that too. I'll make PWS my mainstay, and, and you know, I understand a lot of people work for other companies, Gibbs, again, just went 100 match deep. You know, Bowens is out there doing his thing. Um, 
Macintosh, you know, these guys all do these every week things and that's great, you know, but it's just, they're younger than me. There's about five years younger than me, you know, or four years younger than me. So they have a lot more time that if WWE is their thing, then go for it, man. I'm, I am all power to the guys that are going to make, I, I firmly believe, and I've said this since day one, Bowens is going to be on that roster before you know it. Uh, there's other guys with opportunities. Chris Payne, you know, you see, yeah, he's a cop, but at the same time, hey, he's got that wrestler look, you know what I mean? So maybe WWE will look at them. Ray Smith, you know, Black Hollywood. These guys, they're still young. They're still hungry. Craven Varro, you know, guys like that, the guys that I came up with in the school, some of these guys still aspire to be with, with WWE. So power to them. Go for it. You know, I'm not going to knock it. Obviously, that's people have different goals. But if you're also settling for little spot shows here and there and performing in front of, you know, 50 people, then you are officially a weekend warrior and that's that's all you got. I mean, and it's whatever to each his own. I used to get mad at people who settle for less, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, whatever. They're, they're doing their thing, you know. Uh, you know, I don't I don't like these independent wrestling companies that don't have any storyline like at all like, they're just like okay this is this match and that's this match and you're gonna see pro wrestling here and this guy's gonna fight this guy and they're gonna have a scramble six way like again uh jersey all pro is coming back um there's nothing there they're just promoting like okay here comes kurt angle and team angle and then okay we got uh crime time and like it's it's great and everything but like don't you want to keep like following a company that kind of leaves you wanting more, you know, like, all right, these matches are great. And some guys are five stars and they're, it's freaking amazing athletic competition. But at the same time, why would you want to go back and see the same guys fight the same guys over and over and over again with no, with no payoff? I think certain independent wrestlers need to do their own promoting more. Like I saw, uh, uh, Kyle, the beast, I saw his post about saying, okay, this guy got me this time, I got him this time, how about a rubber match? He's kind of making his own storyline. So if he's listening for whatever reason, good job, man. That's what you got to do. Like, if they're not going to do it, yeah, they could schedule the match, but that's because they got nobody else, you know, like, or they're not, you know, they're just putting you here or this, or booking you this way. Shit, when I was working for Banner and he was doing, okay, well, you have this match against Delmonico the Destroyer, a 300-pound King Kong Moose, it's like, okay, great. But then he's like, okay, we're going to have another match. And at least Banner in, in some way, shape, or form had some kind of storyline starting to develop. The, the stuff he was pitching me was out of control. Like, I was like, okay, great. And, you know, and even the guys like the Steve Scotts and the, and the Matt McIntoshes, they were getting built in that company. And then it went under, and then it's back, and then they're now they got a main event of a match. Yes, everybody wants to see it. Boom, boom, boom. Everybody wants to see these matches. But at the same time, it's like, Okay, when that's over, what's next? You know, kudos to the guys getting paid to do this. And that's great, man. Like training, there's going to be a million training schools like Arkham uh, too. my buddy. You know, he's put over the Monster Factory a million times. So is the Blue Meanie. And, and I'm sure what they have going on down there is great. But is there story? Is there structure? I don't know. Like, you know, the sanctuary shit going on in, in uh, Pennsylvania. They, they got it. They got the whole let's create stories and stuff. But at the same time, it's four hours away. So kudos to the guys going out there. I really hope they're getting taken care of for driving out there so far. So, you know, and that's another thing. Like, I, I listen to Pat. And 
when it's all said and done, I want to make Pat, Eric, Kevin, Mo, Moff, the Carinos, I want to make those guys proud of me. And I want those guys to write my story and say, okay, this kid was good or this kid sucked or this kid, you know, he had to do this or he had this, but then he didn't do this. You know, I want their critique. Okay, don't start critiquing every single person that's out there. Like, okay, you you green guys, you guys are doing this wrong. And let them do their thing. Let them make their mistakes. The best lessons I've learned in pro wrestling in two years is my mistakes that I made. Okay, I made certain stupid mistakes and burned certain bridges and, and started fighting with certain people that I regret doing. Like when you look back at it, I, I regret all the, the stupid heat that me and Janela have. I do. I regret that to, to, to the day. Like, I again, I tried shaking his hand. He didn't want nothing to do it. And that's fine, man. Uh, people, people carry grudges a little longer than they should. But at the same time, do I apologize for the for being a smart ass to him? Yeah, of course I do. Do I apologize for the fight, legit physical fights that we've had? Of course. I don't want to have that be my legacy of pro, my first couple of years in pro wrestling. Like this guy's hard to work with, or this guy's he can't do this, or he can't he can't bleed without flipping out. Like I did the one time I got hit with a chair and I started bleeding and I freaked out and kicking shit and 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 I'm throwing some big bitch temper tantrum in front of people like Howard Finkel and Lita and Sergeant Slaughter had to come by and try to cheer me up. Like, I didn't want that. That's not what I wanted. You know, but I, I made the mistakes and that's how you learn. You make mistakes. And there's a lot of mistakes that I've made, especially within the last two years of my life. Not so much pro wrestling, but personal, you know, I, did I hold on to, to certain friendships too long or did I burn bridges with certain people in my life or, you know, am I still mad at my mom? You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of stuff. That, that people, I would say, yeah, you've made your mistakes, but you're only going to learn from them. So now that Ebola is running wild, Ebola mania, and people are going to start dying, I guess maybe I should start kind of mending friendships or, or getting closer to people I, I, I thought I lost contact with. Or I don't know. That shit's going to happen. But I did find out last night that Nork is one of, one of five air, uh, airports in the United States that are going to start accepting people from West Africa and we'll be the ones to test. Oh boy. We're going to get to the bottom of it right here in the heart of New Jersey. Great. I can't wait for somebody to pop up in the news dead from Ebola in New Jersey. Then what? Then we're, <laughs> we're all screwed. Ain't no cure. You know what I mean? Like whatever. I haven't really followed it too much. Again, I try and not watch the news anymore because I try for a long time not to watch the news because it's all freaking negative. It's all bitching and moaning or killing people or, or, or murders or thefts or Ebola or, or Sangerville for Christ's sake. Like I'm a huge football fan. And to read what I read about Sayerville high school, that breaks my heart, man. That, that shit sucks. Nobody, none of that should be, you know, tolerated in this day and age, you know, like hazing is one thing. Uh, me and the boys <laughs> if anybody doesn't know why i said it like that that's another wizard story for another day but me and the boys like at, at wrestling we bullshit with each other you know you got black hollywood there so of course the racial jokes happen those are jokes they come back call me a cracker i'll be like oh what's up my g you know what i mean like it's just that little these quick things these quick little stabs at people but they didn't they're never serious there's never any hazing or there's never any Okay, we're going to put you through the grinder, and if you make it out of this, 
you'll make it through anything. We don't do that. We make fun of each other. We, we poke fun of each other. Gibbs is still on me about not having big legs. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like, it's all right. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not going to sit there and, and dwell over one thing, you know, because at the end of the day, we're all friends and we're a big family. You know, people ask me if I have brothers. I say, yeah, I have one. And then I have 40 others, you know, 40 other guys busting ass in pro wrestling syndicate every day, you know? Uh, so yeah, I, the Sayerville thing, when, when it first dropped, I'm like, okay, it's hazing. It happens. It's just, it's, it's football. But then like, I'm hearing some serious shit going on. But the, the worst part is the parents backing it up. The parents are like, oh, okay, l- let's let them play. I think they should get their season back. Meanwhile, the guys got thumbs up other guys' asses. And it's like, what do you, what? No, you can't have football after that. You can't, you got to set the tone. And this, this, this goes out for all sports and all, even wrestling, anything. That shit's not tolerated ever. So don't do that. Um, yeah, so that's that. Speaking of football, nice little segue. I have a uh, NFL Live is in the background, as it always is. I watch too much football. But for all you haters out there, Cowboys are 6-1. and one. Let that sink in for a second. 6-1. and one. I mean, let's be serious. I had him at 4-3. and three. At this point, in my realistic predictions, if you go back a couple episodes of what I was predicting, I got them finishing 8-8, eight, 9-7. Eight, the defense was suspect. You know, the quarterback play was eh. You know, could they run the ball? Now you got the best running back in the league. Best running back in the league, man. DeMarco Murray is running with a purpose. And that guy is, is he's a monster. He really is. And uh, what you going call so yeah, six and one Cowboys, come get some. So now we got the Redskins coming up. We can handle the Redskins. We can handle the Redskins. And uh, so maybe it's seven and one. And after that's Arizona. Maybe it's eight and one. Maybe the Jaguars nine and one. Oh my God! Can the Cowboys run the table? No, they can't. Do I want to see them in the Super Bowl before I'm dead? Yes. Can it be this year? I don't know. I think the Packers are. I still think the Packers are the team to beat in the NFC right now. Seattle looks like they could be beat sudden. They they can't even cover a friggin', uh, friggin' fake punt, so that 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 sucks. Um, the Niners looked like a shell of themselves trying to uh, stop Peyton Manning. Then again, everybody who goes against Peyton Manning looks like a shell of themselves. So that's that's whatever. That's a wash. So I guess it's anybody's game in the NFC. I mean, nobody's really breaking out. The Giants are. I'll quote: Who's it? Herm? No, Dennis Green. They are who I thought they were. The Giants are not a well-tooled team right now. They're they're three and four. That's an expected start. But look at who they've beaten, and then look what happened to those teams. They beat the Texans. The Texans are getting handled now by the Steelers, who who were getting handled by the Browns. You know what I mean? So, and they beat uh, Atlanta, who all of a sudden they don't know what offense is anymore. You know what I mean? So so now who have they beaten? You know they got shellacked by the Eagles. And then they came into to Texas, and we beat their asses. That 31-21 game was not close. Of course, when you're me, I think it's close until the, <laughs> the clock reads 0-0-0. But the Giants are not a good team. The defense is not good. The, the, the secondary is not good. They can't cover anybody. They, can't, they couldn't cover our second tight end, let alone Witten. You know, our, our Gavin Escobar had himself a day the other day, okay? 
So the Giants are struggling. The Redskins are struggling. So I guess it'll break down to the you know Cowboys and the Eagles. And I got we got them on Thanksgiving, so they're either going to ruin my holiday or make it better. <laughs> so I guess that remains to be seen as well. So that's my NFL. My fantasy teams are doing okay. Uh, I'm six and one in the league that I've been running for nine years now. So I'm six and one there. Just finally lost because of the garbage field goal that uh, the Steelers kicked on Monday night, put my defense down another two points, lost by one. Nothing is worse in fantasy football than losing by one or fractions of points or whatever the case. That sucked. Uh, PWS League, I'm four and three. Just beat Matt McIntosh uh, in the last seconds of that game. I beat him by like five because uh, I have Aaron Foster and he decided to score a garbage touchdown. Four and three there. Four and three in Joe Angelo's league, which is a friend of mine. I'm splitting that with my friend Evan, who's probably still sleeping. It's 4.30 in the afternoon. So to answer Jim's question, no, he's not up before. He's not up. He's up after four. When? I have no idea. Um, he was texting everybody at 6.30 in the morning, which is a tall tale sign for I'm smashed and drunk. So, hey, listen. He's living a life, man. I, I wish I had his life. You know, just hang out, collect unemployment, whatever. You know, our friends are uh, – we all make fun of it, but at the same time, it's it's pretty damn true. <laughs> so that's that. Um, I A recent member of FanDuel, which – don't do it because you just get madder and madder because now it's more shit to worry about on a Sunday. You draft a team every Sunday – Based on their matchups, I've won a couple bucks here and there, but I've also lost a little bit. And now on top of that, this Sunday is the first day of legalized sports betting in New Jersey, which I couldn't be more excited about. But at the same time, I'm nervous because I don't make enough money at this point. I can't gamble it away, but it's just so easy now. You don't got to find the bookie. You don't got to slip them 20 under. I mean, look, it's, it's legal. It's the only thing Governor Christie's done for this state since he's been elected governor. <laughs> so that's the truth. I'm sorry. The Hurricane Sandy hit Rawway and it took fucking six months, part of my French, six months to even make a phone call to start things, to start the reconstruction of Rawway. So thank you for that, Mr. Christie. And stay out of Jerry Jones's luxury suite. Every time they posed, uh, they panned to Jerry Jones like celebrating with his son, Steven. You got Fat Christie in the background happy okay we get it you're a cowboys fan but just stop 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 showing up don't it's like jessica simpson being in the press box with romo you know it's only gonna bring bad luck so just get out of the box get out of jerry's box <laughs> all right um yeah so that's nfl gambling i'm looking at my notes here my workouts have been getting better and better i mean people are asking me for advice even and i'm not certified i'm not mr I cannot, I cannot, and I repeat this three times over, cannot teach you how to eat right because I still suck at it. And today I had an egg white and cheese with spinach omelet, and I almost threw it all up because I hate spinach. I hate vegetables. I don't eat meat. How the hell look the way I do and not be 450 you know, pounds? It's just a lot of cardio, man. I'm doing a lot of cardio, 45 minutes to an hour a day, either walking. Today I was on the elliptical just trying to strengthen the knee up a little bit and the muscles around it. Uh, I like press 300 today, which is, hey, what the hell? You know, I'm doing something. But I've been also on a uh, WWE network kick again. I fall into these little holes. 
I, I, I mentioned it to my friends last night, my little group chat. I said, you know what I want to do? I want to watch all in a row. Um, meaning, like, I want to watch year by year. So last night I had this craving to watch uh, – I'm a big Shawn Michaels mark, so I watched him win the first Hell in a Cell match. Not Hell – I'm sorry, not Hell in a Cell. Um, Elimination Chamber. So I watched that last night right before bed. And today I'm like, oh, I want to, I want to see his next, I want to see his title defense. Lo and behold, Armageddon, he loses it right back to triple H in the three stages of hell match. But the network is coming out with some really cool things like uh, the DX confidential thing. It's like a sit down with triple H and Shawn Michaels expressing, you know, giving little, little backstories on, uh, on the, uh, the rise of DX. Not so much the end of it. It was all like little stories. Uh, that Monday Night Wars thing is so good. I've been watching that every week when they drop a new episode. This week was Goldberg. I found myself relating to that a little bit. Uh, the whole, not that I'm limited because uh, I'm not, and I don't want to tell anybody that all I do is four moves or shoulder rams, as people say, that all I do is that and suplexes, and all of a sudden I'm just this Brock Lesnar wannabe just throwing people around. I want to be more well-rounded, but it was a story of Goldberg and I, I do not remember. I wasn't a big WCW guy, even when the NWO was hot. I, I just I re I revisit all that now, and, and people have criticized me for it. Kevin, Eric, they've they've gotten on my ass for not knowing certain things. At the same time, this is what the network's for to educate myself. So I have, and uh, I saw that match with Regal, and holy shit, man! <laughs> it's William Regal put on a clinic with Bill Goldberg. But Goldberg didn't know what he was doing. He literally did not know a clue. And it's crazy. They go through the whole story in the uh, – I'm not. I'm just getting over calls. I'm sorry for all the sniffles. But, uh, they, yeah, so he puts on a clan. Goldberg's frozen. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. He doesn't know left from right. And, uh, yeah, so that, that was pretty interesting to watch. Um, yeah, so I'm on the network. I'm on, I, Now that I have – I work nights, I have most of my days kind of free – so I've been watching um, – if you're not watching the uh, – whatchamacallit, Gotham on Fox, you are messing up. And I won't say the F word. You are screwing yourself over from some serious good entertainment. It's on demand. If you catch up, it's only like maybe six episodes deep, I think, or five. I've watched it since it started. It's awesome, especially if you're a Batman fan. You get all these behind-the-scenes – looks uh, of what's what you know what i mean like it's been uh it's just really cool man it's really really cool uh go check that out gotham's great i just ch today i watched a 30 for 30 on espn about the the 1970s knicks and their first championship that was awesome my dad would probably really appreciate that i've told him about it so i'm sure he'll never get around to it so um that if you're a sports fan like myself there's a lot of stuff going on. You know, I, I'm really excited about everything. 1031 is around the corner. That comeback, I, you know, in what capacity, I have no idea, but it's 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 right there, man. I can feel it. I'm I'm walking around better. I'm almost running. I'm jumping rope. I, I got this this extra pep in my step. My stepmom said the other day, and this is the truth, and I don't mean to be, you know, going to the last couple minutes of this thing, uh, you know, Mr. Too Happy, but – since I got that job, man, I it's been a lot easier to be happier on an everyday basis. I don't know why I'm losing sleep. I'm probably too excited about everything. But it's been very, very easy. 
lately. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm home during the days. I'm watching TV. I'm enjoying that. I'm going to work at night. I'm taking the train in. I'm feeling like a member of society again. You know, I'm feeling more, uh, you know, uplifting. It's just happier, you know, and, and it's all because I, I finally got a job. And, and that's what it is. And for those of you who don't have a job, I don't know what your everyday life is or lifestyle or whatever you find, I guess, finding time to, to I don't know. I, I, I was losing my mind personally because I was hurt. So, like, at the same time, I was my summer was limited. Next summer, I am going to be, you know, not only working, but a frequent visitor to the beach and the shore and, and, uh, go on vacation and prepare for obviously my wedding, man. Like I got, we just took engagement photos in which I know you saw the belt that I posted. I definitely worked in wrestling into my engagement. <laughs> so I'm happy about that. It's probably the only thing I'm going to work into it because she has creative control. She is like the triple H of all this. So she's doing what's best for business. And I'm just having as much fun as I possibly can. Hold on while I swig real quick of this little creatine little mix here. Hold on. Ah, all right. Uh, whoa, almost knocked over everything. But um, yeah, so I, it, things have just really, really got better. And now that I'm going home soon, you know, I'll play the whole I'm coming home and all that stuff. But it's like, I think it'll be cool, man. I mean, it's a different relationship now with my father and my stepmom, it's it's not going to be so much dad and mom. It's going to be like roommates almost, you know, like, and, and it's as far, it's funny because I think of grandma's boy where he's like, uh, three roommates and it just turns out to be his grandma and his, and his, her two friends or whatever. But at the same time, I think it'll be cool, man. The holidays will be good. You know, I'm looking forward to the holidays and stuff and I'm looking forward to working a lot more, you know, whether they have me three, four five days a week, it's when I'm there, I'm, I'm going to make an impact. Just like I do in everything I do, you know, I'm, I'm positively certain that wrestling is not over. You know, I am excited to get back in the ring and start training and, and hanging out with the guys on more of a personal level now uh, than just sitting on the sidelines. Um, I still have that that dream of becoming a pro wrestling champion. And if you don't have that dream, if you're in the business, you know, I, I, I understand it's a work. And I used to be that guy. I was like, oh, I don't want to lose or I don't want to. I don't want to do this, and I was worried about wins and losses. But at the end of the day, it's all about you know putting on a great show for the fans. But at the same time, I I think it'd be pretty cool to raise a belt. You know, I, I did that for that half a second in March of 2013. Yeah, 2013, and uh, it was taken away, and it obviously was part of the storyline. And and I, and I took it to heart when when they gave Black Hollywood the straps that day, and I was like, come on, you know, I I would have been busting our ass of all, but but that's just stupid. <laughs> but yeah, of course, I still have dreams of doing that. So for people that have supported me throughout this whole thing, awesome. Thank you. You know, so before I go, obviously, I'll literally answer the questions that I asked you guys to ask me because people have actually asked me questions. I know when you the two and a half wrestlers guys put up there, it's like, how many questions you got? Oh, four. Or then I'm like, oh, I got 16. So so from Dave uh, Weinbrecht, I guess that's what it is. First time, long time. Two possible trades for you. Do you think the Yankees can get this guy for Trout, uh, this guy Trout from Anaheim for third base for maybe Romine and Benuelos? If not, get this panic guy for Cervelli. We're not going to make any trades like that. Third base is kind of occupied still by Mr. Alex Rodriguez. So 
I don't think – I think they're going to welcome him back with open arms, to be honest with you, until he screws up again. Do they want the headache? Should they have the headache? No. I think they should totally get rid of him, eat the money, they make enough, you'll be fine. But the Yankees are the Yankees. They don't have Jeter anymore. They don't have any of the core four at all. So who's your face? Who's the face of the Yankees? Mark Teixeira when he goes out with a stub toe? No. So honestly, I think no moves will be made. Maybe some pitching, some – some free agents that way. But other than that, I don't think the Yankees are going to make any moves that are going to get us excited and, oh, my God, let's buy season tickets. Um, from my boy Jim, will a downward spiral of bone saw continue in the pan? I don't know. I personally don't like the guy anymore. That's just me. Okay? I, who knows? I, I I don't know. You know, he, he, knocked my, uh, he knocked my injury last time I saw him. So now I'm kind of on the same page with Dan Moff. So I hope whoever Bones uh, Bonesaw's got Starman again. I think 10:31. Yeah, yeah, the lottery thing where it's like I hope Starman kicks his ass. That's just me, and that's uh, is it is it character sure, but at the same time, you know, knock an injury. He's a little punk ass, so hopefully he gets his ass kicked. So anyway, do I really have to go through all this? They're not even listening to the show. Will Brett get a margarita later? I don't know. But now he wants one. And then Lenny and Rich go back and forth about they're just killing each other with uh, with, with <laughs> whatever they're doing. Holy shit. So let me go back. I know I have another. Let's see here. Um, questions here. It's <sighs> a rough, rough life. Come on. What do you think of the Harvin trade for my friend Nick Smith? I think Percy Harvin's a pain in the ass. Obviously, that's why it was easy for the, the Seahawks to get rid of him that easily. So now, now you one must think, you know, what's what's gonna happen now? What's what's next? I think it's good for the other receivers in Seattle. I think they're you know finally get some more attention that they deserve. Doug Baldwin's lights out good. I think he's good, you know, and and uh yeah, I mean, there's not much to think about Percy Harvin. He's obviously he's a pain in the ass in the locker room. He's not a good teammate, and uh, that's that really. I mean, who knows? But oh, got a caller. No shit, I don't even know. There's like a couple minutes left. It's Wednesday night destruction. Who do I got here? Four, two, three. What's up, brother? Yo, Jimbo. <laughs> What's going on, brother? Not much, man. How you been, bro? I was hanging there, man. Hanging in. Glad you're coming along. Can't wait to yeah. get back in the ring. Yeah, man. Excited for it. Excited for it. Did you watch the uh, World Series last night or or lack thereof? <laughs> yeah, I was rooting for the Royals. I wanted to see a sweep, but I guess that's not going to happen now. I don't think they're going to win. Uh, they may win one game. I see I see San Francisco kind of ending this thing in five, I mean, at this point, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, they're in trouble. They're definitely in trouble if they lose tonight. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. And our boy PJ's out there, so that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, oh, he's he's a, I saw the pictures he posted last night. It looked pretty good. Yeah, he's going. And he says he's leaving for San Francisco in the morning. So the, the, our my b good buddy PJ works for MLB, and he's been all over the place. He gets to go to every World Series. Lucky, lucky man. So that's that. You ready for Hell on Sunday? Oh yeah, Hell in a Cell. That's right. Um, I haven't I haven't touched on that at all. I, I touched on watching the network forever, and I haven't touched on the actual product. I think it's going to be surprisingly okay. Like now that they gave the whole number one contender thing for the Cena and Orton match, that that makes it a little better. And then obviously that the Rollins and and 
Ambrose match is going to be off the charts. It's going to be great. Um, but now the way I see it, and you've probably watched Raw as well, but the way it ended with with Rollins um, stomping out Orton, does that kind of give away the fact that Cena is going to win and Ambrose is going to win, and all of a sudden you have a Rollins and Orton feud? Does that kind of give that away? I think it's going to happen. Not not yet. I think towards towards the early next year. I think we're going to I think we're going to get a Randy Orton versus Lesnar feud for at least a month. Oh, so you got Lesnar? You got Randy Orton beating? Yeah, I think Randy Orton's going to be a tweener guy now. Yeah, I people- see. Yeah, you can see that. You can see that kind of easily. I mean, it, it's it's slowly developing. He's kind of not in with the click anymore with the the authority and stuff. So yeah, I can see that. But the big match is definitely is is definitely with a uh, maybe Triple H coming down the road. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, Triple H is probably not done wrestling, you know, completely. So I'm sure he'll want one more go around. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, WrestleMania is kind of it's kind of weird because I really don't know if is Daniel Bryan coming back. It, it looks worse and worse for that guy. Unfortunately, like I love him to death, but you mess around with neck injuries in pro wrestling, you really can't. You can't. You can't mess around with that kind of stuff. Now they're saying he might need Tommy John surgery, so it'll be out even longer. Who would have thought Tommy John surgery on a pro wrestler? That's just weird. I, I, I never heard of anything like that. So yeah, it's bad for him. He, he got the worst possible luck you can have in wrestling. Yeah, I mean, and then you got everybody's getting Roman Reigns shoved down their throats. So it's like I love Reigns and I love the way he works, and he's kind of reminds me of the way I want to be, you know, kind of deal. But like, oh yeah, at the same yeah. at the same time, it's like, ugh, like. What's it, can he really carry a, a you know a twenty five thirty minute match for the main event for the title at WrestleMania? Do you, do, well, do fans get excited about that? You know, well with the time he's going to be away now. He's he's got to get to gym. And he's got to work on his cardio because you can tell he gets tired in the ring real fast. Yeah, I, I do notice that sometimes too. And I'm really excited for yep. for to see if maybe maybe just maybe they bring back Ryback in a better role as well because that you talk about a guy that can bring it more than most on that roster, you know, and now that he's hurt, he's going to come back. I hope they bring him back in a cool capacity and not just stick him in a tag team again. I heard the big guy was at NXT the other night. So. Yeah, I saw Kevin Steen actually did a tweet saying he saw the big guy. So that, that's yep. pretty badass. That just shows you that uh, that's going to happen. We'll see what happens. So. Then, he, then, he got the real, then he got the real big news. SummerSlam's coming to New Jersey. Yeah, you know what's funny, and we were talk we talked about this off the air um, in a message. Um, it must have been a cheap price tag for them to go to the Izod Center over everywhere else. You know, you have the Rock, you have the Meadowlands, you have the Garden, you have even uh, the Barclays Center. You know what I mean? You have all these venues, and all of a sudden you're like, okay, we'll go to the Izod Center. Like that's got to be the cheapest venue. I mean, I, I have to say this oh, is definitely right. a cost-effective move here. By the World Wrestling Entertainment, that's it is what it is. <laughs> Reigns versus Rusev—that's the rumor. Oh, is that what it is already? That's another thing. That's, now, here, here's what I, here's what I want to know before I actually wrap all this up because I got to go down a rawway. But is the is the Rusev thing with Big Show like it's kind of overkill? Like I don't know what's going to happen next, but and, and I'm interested. I mean, it definitely have me interested. The guy jumping the guardrail the other day. Was that an actor or was that an actual guy? Uh, that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd, that'd be an actual wrestler. That's see, I, And I tweeted that to the guys at Mark and Out, and I said, that's a little too far. You know, like, 
Yeah. You can't dress somebody up as military, have them rush the ring as a fan, and they get kicked in the face. And, you know, it's funny because it, it caused such an uproar. And, like, when Big Show brought down the flag or whatever, you know, it's all yeah. these uproars and all this shit. But then people are still calling for the Attitude Era to come back. Like, if they can't handle this, how are they going to handle anything else? <laughs> so it doesn't make any I sense. I know why they did it because they see huge things in Rusev right now. I know exactly why they did it. But, you know, you have to think about it today. Yeah. Not like the good old days. Yeah, it's not. It's definitely not like the good old days. So my my last question to you now: What do you think of the Percy Harvin trade? Oh, I actually love it. It's it's about four weeks too late though, but I love the trade. They got him for basically nothing. They got they got him for basically nothing. Yeah, this is true. But I'm hearing he's a pain in the ass to deal with. Like uh, that. Is there any truth to that? I mean, he's body slamming sure people I'm, according to reports. <laughs> like, come on. I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of great players are hard to deal with. But look at the Jets. What do we have? Yeah, that's true. We, I mean, we need we need a player. We have actually have somebody who actually you can draft the fantasy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And my brother actually texted me last night, and he's like, uh, he has Percy Harvin on his team, and somebody offered him Terrence Williams straight up. And I said, you know what, do it. Like, because you got Romo on fire right now, and who knows if Gino's going to be able to get the ball to Percy in the first couple of weeks. You know what I mean? So got to learn. Yeah, he's got a lot to learn now. So I said, do it, man. Take Terrence, man. He guys catching a touchdown per game. He might be more dangerous on kickoff and punt returns now than anything else. Yeah, yeah people should look into getting the Jets' defense and special teams on fantasy. Maybe we get a couple kick returns here and there. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, All right, I, I lost my first. I lost my first game yesterday or Monday night. Uh -oh. Fucking bullshit. I was six and zero, oh, man. man. I was doing good. I was doing good. <laughs> so you're almost going undefeated. <laughs> what was that? All right, brother. You're almost going undefeated. <laughs> almost, almost. But it's better I get these losses out of the way now, so now I can go run the table. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, dude. All right, Jimbo. Thanks for calling, man. Good talking to you, brother. Say hi to everybody. Right, I will, I will. Uh, take care. Later. My friend Jim Slobin on Facebook. Add him if you want to find out anything about anything because I don't even have to uh, I don't even have to go on ESPN anymore. I just – it's him. He's everything. So, um, I guess I'll leave you with this. Uh, enough people asking me, are you coming back? Yes, I'm coming back. Goddamn right. <laughs> That's a little Heisenberg for you. And, uh, yeah, we'll leave it with that, man. I guess uh, have a good day. It's been an hour episode. Download this thing. Hopefully you like it. Share it. Do all the good stuff. Uh, God bless everybody. And hopefully everybody stays positive. And, um, and that's it, man. Just keep at your goals and uh, go kick some ass. All right? I'll see you guys next time.